to episode two of the Groundswell podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today for our SMS takeover, which stands for the Subscriber Management Services team here at Groundswell. Our SMS team is a super talented team that is generally the front line of our interactions with the community. Um, I'm here right now with Emily, Dominique, and Ariana, so I'm going to just give you the opportunity to introduce yourselves. Hi everyone, my name is Ariana Sutton. I work as the customer support associate for Groundswell, so I do a lot of subscriber enrollments, talking to subscribers each and every day in order to get them through the process of signing up for Community Solar. And also I help on building out our engagement processes for reaching out to community members. Hi, my name is Emily Peck. I'm the manager of subscriber services here at Groundswell. I work with subscriber data and manage their connections with the utility to our community solar programs. I also help build our partnerships with our grant funders and building of other projects. Yes, hi Nora, thank you for having me. Again, my name is Dominique Coleman. I am the Community Engagement Associate for Groundswell. Um, and so what that is, is I go out into the community and meet folks where they are. Um, I go to the different touch points that we have created just based on the data um, from our subscriber base and demographics of where our subscribers usually are. And I go out and meet them and talk about our wonderful programs and how we can provide them with additional resources toward their energy bills. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Um, as I mentioned before, you guys are really the front line in interacting with the communities that we serve. And a large aspect of that is building community trust. So how do we build that trust in those communities? So throughout my role, I do talk a lot with subscribers each day, um, simply to just welcome them to the program if they've already been enrolled, or also just pique their interest in getting enrolled if they haven't heard of us yet. And I end up coming across a lot of subscribers who have been um, taken advantage of from other organizations or companies who claim to um, be be an, an organization that will help them with their utility bills or sign them up for solar and in hopes of getting their electric bills down, but then they actually end up going up or they experience fees that were not told up front to them. So they have been taking advantage of from other orgs, so they have a little bit of apprehension when it comes to interacting with us. So of course, this is a very valid feeling that subscribers have, and we do encourage them to, to be guarded when it comes to interacting with new people who claim to have the same sort of mission, but it might end up the same way. So. One of the biggest ways we can overcome that is by building relationships with each and every person that we interact with. So it's really important to us to build the rapport with each individual that we talk to, um, that we're trying to get enrolled in Community Solar. So that's what I do within my role is I build relationships with each person that I talk to and just meet subscribers where they are in the community. So. We really pride ourselves in being able to do that. We have our community engagement associate, Dominique, who will speak a little bit more about that, but she meets subscribers exactly where they are, 
helps them, supports them in what they need from us, completing the application process. Um, we provide a lot of resources for people who speak different languages and just need a lot of different resources based on disabilities or anything like that. So we really do strive to meet subscribers where they are in the field. And Definitely, Nora, and that's a great question. Um, historically, um, DC has seen a slew of solar energy companies that have made promises to uh, lower moderate income households and just everyone, you know, a little bit above that, anyone that's right at the poverty line, they've come in and made promises that they'll be able to lower your bill uh, using solar energy and you, you can, you know, put things on your home. And it, it, it sounded good at first and a lot of promises I said were made, um, but unfortunately those companies ended up overcharging folks um, they ended up uh, with higher Pepco energy bills and paying more money for their utilities across the board. Um, so there is a historical distrust when it comes to solar energy within DC, specifically in Ward 7 and 8, just because of the things that they've seen um, and that they've endured. Um, so when I come into a community, because I'm you know, not from the DMV, I'm not from DC, I'm from Philly. Um, and so I have to approach it like I'm in my home area. How would I view someone that's coming into my community that has been, you know, burdened with a lot of, you know, systemic issues and injustice. Um, and then on top of it, we've been taken advantage of how would I approach someone in that community? Um, and so it's really getting to know people and getting to know the communities and the institutions that they trust and building relationships with them there and then introducing um, community solar and the benefits of Groundswell's programs and how we can help them save money the ways in which we do that, um, the sign-up process, we are very upfront about it and being upfront about it as much as possible um, so folks won't think it's a scam, right? Because the more information you withhold um, during the sign-up process and then you start bringing up, well, we need this, we need that, it kind of starts making people feel uneasy and uncomfortable. So just being completely upfront uh, with the sign-up application process um, and then being upfront with, you know, how soon folks will see those uh, credits on their PEPCO bill and it happens within the next billing cycle and then being honest about all the wonderful perks of the program because there are a lot of great perks um, that Groundswell offers um, in addition to you know resources you might find out about different community things that are happening um, me being in the community our advisory team that uh, Chrissy wonderfully put together with the SMS team you find out about all those things just by being a, a, a subscriber on Groundswell's programs um, so telling folks about that telling them about the wonderful company that we are and how we're all here to serve. Um, it, it gives people that ease so they can trust us to build a relationship, to become a benefactor of the things that we offer. Thank you so much, Dominique. I think, you know, building trust in the community is essential to what we do. And I've seen your relationships firsthand. Um, I was grateful enough and fortunate enough to join Dominique at um, one of her sign-up events in the senior center in the community. And, you know, just going off of that, hearing your interactions with them, we were hearing a lot of the same questions and similar sentiments from those potential subscribers. What would you say are the most frequently asked questions or the things you get the most in your day-to-day -day interactions with subscribers or potential subscribers? Um, that question really ties into uh, my, my last answer as well. Most people wanna know, where have you been? Because there has been so many scams, as I said, 
people being taken advantage of. And so when they find a reputable company um, that is number one, supporting clean, sustainable energy in areas that have been historically left out, but number two, not a scam and offering you real benefits and services and resources. They just want to know where have you been? Who else can we get you to talk to? Like um, I went to a, a senior center when you were with me that time, they were bringing people, their neighbors, you know, come, come meet Miss Dominique and come hear her talk about Groundswell and how she can help you save money, you know, on your Pepco utility bill. So it's usually folks saying, I have to tell my friends about this because this is a real program. This is something that is tried and true and works. Um, and the, the second question that I get most is, you know, how, you know, soon will I see my benefits? And so I can always promise folks within the next billing cycle, you'll see your benefits and you will see uh, what the benefits of community solar is and how those kilowatts are directly applied um, to your Pepco bill, converted into real dollars and cents, and then deduct it from your bill. So it's it's happening in real time. You're not being left out of the process. Um, you are seeing everything from the application process um, and then on your bill the next month. So um, as we all know here at Groundswell, the benefits of community solar are copious, they're plentiful, um, but I think it would be really helpful to give our listeners just a general overview. Emily, how does community solar work? Yeah, so community solar is a really cool concept that's relatively new in the world of clean energy. Um, it's a process where a solar company will install a large array on a community building or community space. For example, it could be on the roof of an apartment building or on the parking lot of a church, um, something like that. And then subscribers in the area can sign up to be a part of that project. And by subscribing, they're getting energy credits back on their electricity bill. So they're getting savings by participating in solar energy. Um, and it's really, really easy to do compared to getting solar panels put on your own roof, which can be time consuming and costly, and you might not even be able to if your roof is old or has issues. Community Solar takes all of that stress away and lets you sign up for a project that's quick, easy, and you don't have to worry about losing your asset if you have to move um, because it's it's nothing being installed on your property itself, um, which is also great because that makes it an available option for renters. Um, most times, if you wanted to put solar panels on your own property, you would have to be the owner of that property. Um, but renters are able to participate in community solar. So long as you have an electricity bill that you pay yourself, um, you're able to participate in one of our community solar programs. Absolutely. Thank you so much for explaining that, Emily. What would you say, if I'm a community member asking, what's in it for our community, not only on the individual level, but how does the community collectively gain from these solar projects? I think the part that Emily touched on about renters and homeowners alike being able to be a part of these programs is one of the most important pieces that actually sets us apart from a lot of other organizations, is that we really pride ourselves on being able to increase access to the clean energy movement and actually involve a lot more people that have not been included in the past. So now that we are able to accommodate um, both of those types, people who don't have their own roofs to install panels or are just not in a situation where 
um, that would be a comfortable option for them, we were able to still invite them to participate and include them in that conversation. So um, we have two types of subscriptions. So um, this would move us into that conversation. So we have the empowered subscription, which is actually a subscription option that we can offer to community members for free. If they are income qualified and pay a PEPCO bill, those are the only requirements that would take to sign up. And then they're able to get credits on a monthly PEPCO bill completely cost free to them. And then we have our other option, which is the market rate subscription. This one is our paid subscription that's paid quarterly by subscribers. And actually a big piece of that is the donation that goes into providing more empowered subscriptions to community members. So the more market rate subscribers that we have on our projects, we're able to accommodate more LMI households to also participate um, because of those donations that we get to expand access. Yeah, something that Ariana just touched on that I wanted to go back to is the upfront costs that can be a barrier to participating in clean energy. It can be a barrier for anyone to have to spend thousands of dollars on your own solar panels, but especially it has been a barrier to lower income communities in the past um, to feel like that's your only option to get into clean energy is to put down all of this money upfront. And with community solar, you don't face that barrier. Um, either it's a no cost subscription or it's a quarterly payment. So you're not facing that upfront cost and it's not a long-term commitment for you. So it's a lot easier to get involved in. Um, another thing that's great about community solar and what's in it for the community is that participating in a community solar project now um, will let us as solar developers know that your community wants more clean energy, which goes into making the electricity you consume more environmentally friendly, um, whether it be in your city or in your state. Your participation right now will promote more clean energy in the future. So if you can get your whole community on board, that just brings more benefit. So, you know, if you're a market rate subscriber and you're making a donation to empowered households, you know that that money and those benefits are staying really local. Those people really are your neighbors in your community that you are helping out. Mm. We love that. That was amazing. Um, I just really wanted to go back to um, a point that you made earlier, Ariana, which really resonated with me, which was that um, getting more people involved within the clean energy movement that are usually left out of the conversation or that oftentimes are faced with the burden of so much, whether it's energy burden, utilities, or um, other financial burden to the point where their main focus is not reducing their own carbon footprint. So um, I really commend Community Solar for giving people that option to not only save on their utilities, but to be a part of creating sustainable energy futures. Um, so what I wanted to ask is, I know there's not, it's not gonna be baseline for everyone depending on your household type or utilities, but what is the amount of savings that one could expect when they sign up for Community Solar? So it's really interesting since it's um, a solar program, it really depends on what time, what time of the year that we're in when you can get the most benefit. So obviously now that we're entering into the spring and the summertime, the credits are a little bit higher because daylight hours are so much longer. So subscribers can expect to see anywhere from maybe around $50 to $70 in the summertime in credits off of one month's Pepco bill. And obviously in the winter time, those go a little lower as we're not having as much sunlight. Uh, so the credits 
Tend to creep down a little bit lower, maybe $20 or $30 off of each Pepco bill. But over the course of 12 months, subscribers tend to see approximately $500 in savings over the course of a year in the program, which has proved to be a substantial help for subscribers. Um, yeah, just taking that little weight off of paying utilities every month has left a lot of room for subscribers to actually do things that they enjoy and even just have more money on the side to pay for other needs that they really need to tend to um, in their own lives. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It's um, It might seem like not that much each month, but that can be, you know, really influential. To yeah, like Ariana said, um, $500 a year in energy bill savings can be a lot, especially if your annual income is lower. Um, Groundswell's labs team has actually conducted some research on energy burdens, which is defined as the amount out of your total annual income that you spend on utilities. And over the country, but more specifically in rural areas, um, the energy burden for low-income households is really, really high. So that $500 a year in savings is making a huge difference to these households to not have to worry about that cost. Absolutely. Um, you know, honestly, I was lucky enough to travel to LaGrange just last month for the first time, which is also the, the location of our second office and also we're doing a lot of initiatives with our soul, which stands for Save on Utilities Long Term. And I want you guys just to plug in here. Um, we're looking to do one of our next podcasts on um, housing repair and um, rural development as well as energy burden. And I think it's a great point you made, Emily, because um, when I was down there, I got to see firsthand a lot of these houses are already set up so their infrastructure is not the best. So in terms of whether there's like leakage or just older appliances and like air conditioning, um, all of these little things really add up and it ends up being such a gross disparity in the, the terms of how much they're making versus the exorbitant amounts they have to pay on utility bills, which is oftentimes more than people who have a higher income and have those infrastructure to have lower utility bills. So um, yeah, energy burden is a huge issue and it's great that Community Solar is, you know, playing a part in combating that. Thank you. It, it really is. Um, going to, you know, different communities and hearing the stories of folks that, you know, have had shutoffs, you know, their, their Pepco utility was cut off, their energy was cut off, um, and they're living without lights. Unfortunately, I met a man, I want to say a few weeks ago, I was going back to the uh, senior center um, and, you know, getting people signed up, finishing the application process, because one thing is we do, we do is we walk you through the entire application process so you know what you're signing, you are very aware of what you're reading, I read it with you, and we make sure that you have full knowledge um, of what's going on. And during that process, you know, they brought me a, a man or told me about a gentleman um, who unfortunately, or, you know, just due to his, how everything shook out for him was a double amputee and he had his electricity cut off. Um, and at the time, unfortunately, he did not know that, you know, you can't have your utilities off if you have, you know, life-saving machines. So being able to go into communities where people are being left out um, and not receiving, you know, different services um, that they should be receiving, it, it makes a world of a difference for Groundswell to go in and say, you know, we may not be able to, you know, help you restore power, but we can find ways 
of meeting you where you are and getting this application completed so when your power is cut back on you can immediately start seeing those services and benefits within your next billing cycle so it is it makes a difference in showing up in the community directly where people are Absolutely. I think it makes a huge difference. And I think when you look at it, those that money that you save each month when you are a subscriber, it adds up. And those the money that you save, it, it, it's life changing to a lot of people. That could mean groceries. That could mean paying up, paying off another bill. So it's um, just, you know, allowing those people to have more resources to do more and, you know, build resilience. We are also um beginning a new webinar series where we answer some of those frequently asked questions um, and allows us to get more one-on-one time with subscribers who want to reach out and talk to us and um, hear more from more members of the Groundswell team. Typically they talk with our customer support team, but this will give them a chance to talk with some other members of the team as well. And and with that, um, getting to talk to those subscribers one-on-one, we've also been able to roll out a new advisory committee for Groundswell, which all thanks to my manager, Chrissy Randolph, who has really been at the forefront of rolling out that project. But that has allowed us to actually invite those subscribers to have a whole conversation with us about how they've been, how they've built dis- distrust with certain energy companies in their community, um, and just being able to hear those perspectives and get that sort of knowledge base from people who are in the community and actually living out those experiences. So that has been really helpful for us to get those perspectives and build those relationships. Absolutely. I think all those initiatives are great. Yeah. Another thing that we've learned about our subscribers, um, earlier in our programs, we imagined that people who were subscribing for the Empowered subscriptions were mainly interested in the bill savings that Community Solar provides. And while it is still a major draw, obviously, um, we found that more subscribers are actually really interested in the environmental impact that their participation is having. Um, So with that and some of the questions that we've seen, we've started including more metrics about environmental impact and greenhouse gas emission savings that being a part of community solar provides um, because by using solar energy you are avoiding the use of energy from dirtier sources like coal natural gas etc so you really are making an impact not just to your electricity bill in terms of savings but in terms of um, helping the environment as a whole do you have any general hopes for the future? And it doesn't have to be just about Groundswell, but in terms of the future of community solar, anything that you want to put out there, like I mean, 20 years down the line, where, where do you want us to be? Um, first thing I can think of for community solar as a whole is there are so many communities um, that need community solar, that need um, specific resources that could be in addition to other resources they're receiving. Um, whether it be from the federal government, city government, having an addition like community solar, as you said, that additional savings per year, we save up, we help you save up to 500 per year. That means, you know, the difference between a missed doctor's appointment because you can't afford the copay. That means, you know, getting your medication and being able to pay for it for a lot of folks in the community. So groundswell expanding is is definitely my first thing on my mind. Like I would love for Groundswell to go back to my hometown of Philly. Um, But when it comes to the SMS team, um, we have been doing a phenomenal job meeting customers and meeting subscribers directly where they are and just continuing to be um, a lighthouse in the community. 
Um, I think that's where we are headed and where we are and just continue to, to lay our foundation and roots um, to not just be with par a partner of trusted institution, but to become that trusted institution. Um, and I think we're well on our way. I think we're well on our way to being that trusted institution uh, within the DMV um, and helping people save money on their utility bills. One of my hopes for Groundswell's impact is that we can continue building our community engagement. Um, Dominique here recently, or not really recently, Dominique <laughs> joined the team last year as our community engagement associate. And before then we didn't have someone who was explicitly dedicated to community engagement, although we did have um, some relations with other organizations and some community members. She has really, really put the focus on it. And I don't think we realized how important it was to have someone out in the field in person and making those connections especially for the communities that we commonly interact with, which can be lower income households, especially we interact with a lot of seniors who subscribe to our projects. They really, really value that in-person connection and that's one of the best ways we found to be able to build trust with them. Um, so being able to have more of us groundswell uh, people out in the field every day, I think that would be amazing. Definitely just expanding how far reaching that these programs can be. So implementing this sort of program in other states, I know there are definitely different regulations, um, state-based regulations where community solar can't yet happen really, and hasn't really developed in other places like it has here, but we have been so lucky to provide community members with this sort of benefit. And a lot of people when they hear about it and actually become a part about it and reap those benefits, see them physically on their bills, they are just completely taken aback at how how incredible it is and how it has not been developed out as it should be. So I'm just excited to see this sort of thing take place in a lot of different areas in the near future. Absolutely, that just made me want to shamelessly plug in our fantastic labs department because with their recent lift research publication, it really shows case studies of successful solar projects throughout the country and how these can be successfully replicated in different states regardless of the regulation um, and just shows best practices. So whether you're on the nonprofit side or maybe you're on the solar development side, these are just firsthand experiences. I, I don't think there's a better way to learn how to do a successful solar project and it's all compiled in one place with an interactive map. So you can access this fantastic resource by going to lift.groundswell.org um, and just get started on your solar project journey. Yeah. I wanna go off of what Ariana said there about the industry growing and more community solar becoming available. Um, it's almost for sure that that is going to be the case, especially with the Inflation Reductions Act and all of the um, incentives to making solar and clean energy. Um, there's now incentives for producing projects that are in um, disadvantaged energy communities, um, for using local production or locally produced materials. Um, workforce development has incentives now. Um, there's many, many reasons why more people or more developers are going to get into the community solar field. So in addition to that, I want more people to know about community solar because there's going to be more supply and now we just need to up the demand that people have um, because there's still kind of an educational barrier just 
Generally, not a lot of people know what community solar is. A lot of people are familiar with putting solar panels on your house, on your rooftop, um, because it's really easy to see when your neighbor has solar panels on their roof. Um, community solar arrays aren't always easy to see, or if you see a big solar array, you don't know if maybe someone else owns it or how it actually works. Um, so just the education aspect and making more people aware of what community solar is and how easy it is to participate, um, that's what I would like to see in the future. Mm. Information is power. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Wow, that just made me feel empowered myself. <laughs> Applauding ourselves. Okay, so how can we get more people involved? Spread the word. Spread the word to your neighbors, your groups that you're a part of. Oh, yes, absolutely. Just spread the word. Tell people um, what sort of impact that you've experienced through Brownsville programs or just how amazing you found community solar can be in general. Definitely just talking to people and spreading the word that way is going to be really important going forward. Um, definitely give us a call. Our customer support line is 202-505-3051. And we also have an email address that's customerservice at groundswell.org if you want to reach out to us with more information or talk to some of our team members to get information that way. Um, we would love to hear from you and we love talking to subscribers and interested individuals. So please reach out and spread the word. And nine times out of ten it's going to be Ariana answering your call. I'll probably be answering yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you currently live in Montgomery County, Maryland or Prince George's County, Maryland, and you pay a Pepco utility bill, um, we are looking for market rate subscribers to sign up for our Paddington Square Community Solar Project. There are currently spots available, so please go to sharepower.groundswell.org to learn more and complete your sign up there, or call into our customer support line or send us an email for more information. I just want to extend my deepest thank you to the SMS team, Emily, Ariana, Dominique. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great hearing from you. And, you know, hey, maybe we'll see you on another podcast episode. Share the Thanks love. Thanks so time. much, Nora. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nora, for having me. It has been a pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Thank <laughs> you. To move, you need power to move. If we never fight, it's a